millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Don't raise trade just yet. Sit down and strap in for the Ultimate Super Coach Podcast. It's time to win your leagues and dominate your mates. This is the Jewel Position Podcast, hosted by Whisperer and Adriana Soros. Well, I hope everything is working. I had to reset my computer during the week, and this is basically trial by fire when it comes to making sure the software is working. I think we're live on YouTube. I hope we are. Audio is recording. Uh, Adrian, I didn't expect a 20-year-old uh, using the C word to be the top of the uh, you know drama list for the season, but it seems like that's the case this week. Yeah, well, I must admit, back in my playing days, I was a bit of a lippy prick too, and I used to give it to the refs as well. I got in trouble for it, and you just can't do it to the refs. So um, I know the angle they're going on, that it was all Paddy Carrigan, but we'll just see if it gets... Um, you know, believed or not, um, because they're, they're showing evidence of him just having a winch to the ref the whole game and even being warned about it. So, yeah, it's a really interesting one because um, he's over 20% owned, so it could absolutely fuck people up just um, being a forced trade, you know, so it'll be interesting to watch. Not only is he over 20% owned, but a lot of those people, and we'll talk about the fullback situation this week, but a lot of the people own Reese Walsh and Clint Gutherson. So with Gutho on the bye, Walsh being suspended, people could potentially have no, um, yeah, no, no playable options this week. But in saying that, uh, it looks like the world's easiest vice captain this week. So it could be a free loop. Uh, time will come. I do have my phone open. So if any do live updates come through for people that are listening live on the race ball situation, I will try and provide them. But as I said. Uh, new episode or new software uh, and new sponsors. We have Game Day Squad have jumped on to sponsor the podcast for the rest of the season. Absolutely love that from them. Game Day Squad is Australia's uh, you know newest footy platform, uh, different kind of fantasy football for you guys that love digital cards, trading cards, NFTs, the blockchain. Um, it's 100% free to play. Links are in the description below. So definitely feel free to check them out and it's 100% free and we always love a good freebie. But we also do love Supercoach, and we love talking about it, and we love talking about the week that was. Uh, Hado, CNK, obviously close to your heart being a, being a Raider, but man, it's just, I mean, I think he's a very likable bloke, and I, people are just glad to see him playing good footy, and he has turned out to be him, available at fullback's uh, center wing, but he isn't playing to a dual status, like he's playing to genuine just fullback only keeper status. Yeah, it's crazy. And I sold him a while back as well because he was sort of, you know, ch- churning out okay scores and with the way the buys went. But, I mean, um, that score last week really hurt. Um, I, th- I think I was in a league with someone who had DWZ and CNK. So I just got I got rolled and it was hard. But, um, yeah, he's having a ripping year, uh, CNK. And super coach-wise, um, people are probably priced out of him now. And it's one of those ones that... You know, people are moving on. Um, you know, I know we Schuster, we don't know if he's ever going to get there, particularly with no Tommy Turbo. But um, some of those cells that you do make, um, maybe you just think about him a little bit first because in the case of CNK, he went boom after everyone sold him. 
Yeah, it wasn't a bad time to own uh, Sean Johnson, DWZ, and Chance. They were combined for about 450 points between the three of them. Absolutely mental stuff. Uh, another guy that had a bit of a downturn, but is slowly coming back, and he's becoming very, very scary not to own. David Fafita. He is still a menace to people that don't own. He's a very, very scary fade. Uh, I don't own him. I'm regretting it. I'm regretting selling him a couple of weeks ago, uh, but he still does have a monster break even. So if there's a shining light there, you could potentially get him cheaper. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the things that I did get right. I held him over the origin period. But yeah, I got, I got that stinky one where he got minutes minutes managed. Um, as soon as Tino was out, I was like rejoicing. I was like, we're going to get minutes off Tino, off uh, Fafita. And he's been, basically, if he plays nearly a full game, he's getting a ton every bloody game. Yeah, it's it's scary stuff. As I said, monster break even this week, uh, origin the week after. And I mean, I'm just going to try and pray that he backs up poorly. Uh, in 20, and we'll, we'll try and jump on in 21. Uh, but a couple of other things. Latrell missing. Teddy's cooked. Walsh potentially suspended. Apart from Drinkwater and Gutho, there's no genuine fullbacks that are standing out. Like, it's a lot of the dual guys. So it does beg the question, is this year the year where we don't just go two premiums? Because every year, it's two premium fullbacks, non-negotiable. But this year, with the likes of Asako... Garrick, Meany, like all these guys with jewels, you can just filter through based off matchups. And I think that might be the play this year if you don't own, you know, drink water uh, and Gutho to basically as a combination. Yeah, well, that's it. We we haven't had a year like this where the the premium, like the turbos, the Papadowsons, the Teddies have all been down like this. So um, it's allowed us to, to be a little bit of cr- creative in there. And I never would have thought that I'd be here what are we in round 18 or whatever I, that I'd just be saying, well, you got to hold Gutho. Gutho's the guy. So yeah, it is interesting in the fullback. And um, at the moment I'm, I'm rocking Meany there because um, I sold Buller last week. Um, there's lots of different ways to go about it, but um, yeah, it'll be a real bummer if people, you know, if you lose Reese Walsh, for instance, and you own Gutho as well. It's actually, I'm actually really happy that guys like Scott Drinkwater, Gutherson are, are stepping up and being that next level because for a couple of years, Supercoach, especially at halfback and, and fullback, became quite boring. Mm. There was about five names between the two positions, and that was it. But now Cleary's out. SJ's killing it. Moses is killing it. Jerome Hughes is there. Um, you've got options. Obviously, Nico Hines is, is going to be a staple for many teams competing at the top. But with, you know, Pappenhausen missing the season, Turbo out for the season, Teddy form falling off a cliff. They're the three goal standards. Latrell's out for a couple of weeks at least. It's really opened up the door for a lot of different routes. You can zig another zag. Like I said, you don't, you don't even have to have a fullback this year. There's, there's that many good center wing um, fullback duels that you can just rotate them. So really, really uh, exciting stuff. I'm, I'm actually glad that some excitement's happened there. I'm also really glad to see Ruben Garrick. Uh, Anthony Seabold finally came to his senses. Uh, no disrespect to KO Weeks, but Ruben Garrick at fullback, his work rate is simply incredible. Uh, didn't reap the huge points on the weekend, um, but playing against Melbourne, it, it is always hard to do that. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm really glad to see Garrick there. We know, Ado, that he is a seasonal 70-plus average at fullback, and it seems like with Turbo out for the season, um, yeah, Seeds is going to roll with, with Garrick at fullback. Yeah, well, I mean, he's confusing at centre because he's had a couple of low ones in him and, and then that real big monster one, but I still prefer him at fullback. He's, he's a very competent fullback and scores well in Supercoach there, so... Um, yeah, I would have taken him on the wing or, or, well, I mean, no turbo there. The wing stinks as well. So fullback's the thing. We want him there. Uh, death taxes and just load up on anyone versus the Dragons. <laughs> Boy, they're a team in crisis, aren't they? Oh, man. 
Oh, I've got all the dragons they, friends they, and they're like, we're not losing Ben Hunt. Their captain doesn't want to play for Their captain doesn't want to play for them. They, they, they got no coach. They stink. It's just not yeah. good times. Tough, tough times to be a Dragons fan. And they're not they'll they'll let you know about it too. Yeah, absolutely. Um look going back to that point, Ado, about the the fullbacks and going to talking about um, you know, some different options coming in. Is there a world where we just don't get Nathan Cleary back? Let's say he comes back in, you know, round twenty, round twenty one. It's probably a case of do you jump on him straight away or do you give him a couple of weeks and by the time you wait a couple of weeks, trades are probably at a at a quite a thin and you probably don't have the, the trades to to bo- to bring him in and if he doesn't succeed then trade him back out because at the end of the year you kinda of want him to maximise points. I'm not sure if we're gonna have the trades available to, to waste one to bring him in, then waste another just to take him out. So I, you probably have to make a, a line in the sand and sort of just claim if you ride with him or, or not. Well that's right. I think you don't wait. You don't wait to see if he warms up and comes back in. Panthers have been going gangbusters without him, uh, which, you know, that's just the way they are. They're, aren't they? They're just such a great team. So um, I reckon him sitting up in the box there, and he, as soon as he's back, the game he's back, you say, well, I want to be a Cleary man, and I want to upgrade my Moses or I'm going to upgrade my Hughes or whatever, and SJ, and I want to grab a, a Nathan because he's got the big daddy hundreds in him. Um, but if you wait, again, that, that's the point. Yeah, I reckon you're not getting... Uh, everything that you that's worth the trade, getting him back into your team. Uh, if you wait too long, and and yeah, like you said, um, you make that trade and you run the gauntlet that he's not going to get injured again or suspended. Um, but you do that with any player. So I, I'm just going to be um, Rocket Hughes. Uh, I think he's on the upward tra- trajectory, scoring well enough, um, and I'll make that decision the round. Yeah, Cleary comes back. But it's not like halfbacks are dead zone either without Cleary. Like, there's been guys that have stepped up. You've got SJ playing career footy. Moses is playing great. And obviously, Nico Hines is a staple. And as you as you said, you've got your man Jerome Hughes there as well. So it's not like halfback is a dead zone. I think you can feasibly run without Nathan Cleary for the rest of the season. Uh, and, the, and the Warriors, as, as we touched on just in general, the Warriors are just attacking a juggernaut. I mean, CNK is playing great. SJ is playing great. Um, it was DWZ last weekend. I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, B Marcelo Montoya. The next time that they have a field day out, they were they were humming left, right, and centre. And we we talk about the Warriors being a really good defensive team, but we showed, showed on the weekend that they also can put up points as well. So um, definitely, yeah, some good vibes all around there from the Warriors. Um, moving around the league, a couple of injuries that have happened, a couple of hamstring issues, actually. Jason Tamalolo, Josh yeah. Papali. Uh, and Reese Robson, all done with hamstrings. Now, Tamalolo is looking like he's out for two to four weeks. Um, Josh Papali'i, they reckon it's about two weeks. And Reese Robson's sort of TBA. There's no clear sign on that for him. Um, maybe he gets minutes managed this week and, and, and we sort of move from there. Um, another another man, Josh Hodson, his neck is out. Oh, sorry, his neck is out. He's out with his, with his neck for six to eight weeks, which would see him be close to the season being done for him. So if you are looking for a downgrade option, then obviously Brandon Hands does come into play. His PPM isn't fantastic. It's a bit sunny, not sunny, Luke. It's a bit uh, Mitch Kenny-esque, his PPM. Gets good minutes, but isn't really doing a whole lot with them. Just shows you as well, like just how dead Hooker is. Like these guys pop up, but they're, they're not fantastic. Um, Reese Walsh, uh, obviously at the judiciary as we speak. Jack DeBellin um, was facing the judiciary or a fine. I haven't seen any updates, but I've seen he's named. And so I assume he's taking the fine. Um, Sivo is obviously off to the judiciary as well, and Murata Kore is out for three games with a suspension. So nothing huge with the with the fantasy with the supercoach and fantasy relevant news apart from Jack DeBell and Reese Walsh. And Reese Walsh is someone that we will sort of um, yeah allude to as the, the episode continues. Oh goodness me, there was a, a notification there. 
Um, let's move into buy, hold, and sell this week. It's getting pretty. It's getting pretty. Um, it's getting pretty different this year. It's like at this time of year, buying. You're you're just to speed off the screen for a second. Um, get, at this time of year, buying. It's really it's hard to really put a a tag on it if if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think you can just go, I mean, every week that you necessarily scream out <clears throat> sell. I mean, yeah, Schuster looks like you could sell him this week um, because he's always going to be a frustrating. Oh, it's going to be a 20 or a 70, but you kind of knew that, didn't you? We, we, we knew it. Um, and people sold Camparera and then he went on another run. Um, you know, so yeah, I think we've always got um, logical sells and logical buys, but I guess um, the people that play that patient game, if you did that with say C&K when he was, sort of having games off and stuff and you just stuck with him, you're reaping the benefits now. So I just think you can go a lot of different ways. We spoke um, about this a couple of weeks ago about the idea of going a two for one, but it seems like the last couple of weeks have been prime times to do it. Um, you know, you've got guys like Munster, like Payne Haas, um, that are all sort of at bottom dollar. Harry Grant's another one. Is now the time where you start moving a, a Schuster, a Croker, a Harrison Edwards uh, in a two for one situation? Um, that's something I'm looking at doing this week and, and just bolstering up that depth, trying to get... I think we said this at the start of the year, you know, get, getting a good squad of 21, 22 playable names um, because we yep. do have the buyers to contend with. Is now the time to do that? Now the time to cull some of those mid-range guys? Like, Joe Croak has been... I, re- really- I reckon so. I mean, look, you know, getting getting rid of, say, a Karaz or a Jared Croker or a Schuster and bringing in a Muncie and bringing in a real premium... Um, Look, and there's options now this week as well. Like Pia Cora looks like he's going to get a starting edge role now, probably for the foreseeable future. Um, yeah, but if you if you need to nuff and stuff, I think um, provided that you don't have a whole bunch already, um, you know, yeah, securing those great ones. Look, I don't know if now's the time for Munster necessarily. And I would also say it feels like a trade-rich thing that you can do, you know, the old... Um, two for ones, but if you're if you're skiddy on the old trades, I don't know how many of those you can do. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a it's a big thing. I mean, Munster. Whenever you can get Munster at the price he's at now, it's always worth getting in. But it's yeah, it, it is. It Munster's is cheaper than Ponga. You know, like that's crazy for money. Get him. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. He's like he's six hundred and sixty k. He is playing Penrith this week, but I still think at six hundred and sixty k, he's probably a fine pickup. Uh, I wouldn't sacrifice two round nineteen numbers for him because um, you still have to keep that in your mind, and then you've also got to keep in mind round twenty. Uh, round twenty has Corey Horsbro, Joe Tarpany, both of them on buyers. You've got Jack DeBellin on a buy. You've got Cody Walker, Alex Johnston, uh, Latrell, all of those guys on a buy as well. So keep in mind that round twenty. Um, you will have a few out, and also round 19, half the comp is out as well. So definitely something to to keep in mind. Moving on, um, yeah, so I've got Munster as a buy. I've also got pretty much any Sharks player. Uh, they have genuinely one of the best run homes. Um, we have a question later in the episode about pod plays, and I actually really like Ramian, and I really like Talakai as buys, just because of how good that Sharks draw is. Uh, T. Wilton's another one you can jump on. He's just on the extension, but... I just think with how good the Sharks draw is, it's not a case of having too many because I think they're a side that is quite potent in attack that can score a lot of points and I wouldn't be too worried about having double-ups on either side. Um, for the holds, I do have Fafita as a hold but slash hold off. Um, uh, he, I am seeing him in the top 10 traded-in list. Oh, I can understand it. I just think with 150 break-even, we can just wait. All it takes is Fafita to have a 60-point game, a 70-point game, and that's 80K. 
straight down on his price. So if you're looking at him, I think you can save yourself fifty to eighty k next week and just picking him up after Origin. If you do run, if you do want to run the gauntlet and fade him again in round twenty one off the back of Origin, I think you can. I wouldn't say comfortably do that because we just saw him dominate on the weekend. Um, but it's probably a play that I'm going to be making too. However, Fafita is a, is a guy you want in your side uh, when when the dust settles, isn't it? Well, yeah, I think um, in that second row forward. You know, there, he, there was a period before Origin where he had four tons in a row, and that's the stuff that's 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 gold, mate. You can't back to back to back to back hundreds. That's a guy you want. You got to have him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he is a yeah. I don't use the term must have uh, loosely, but yeah, I think he he generally is a must have. Um, uh, with it comes to holds, I've got uh, Garrick. I think Garrick has solidified himself now as a season long hold. Um, as with James Tedesco, I, I understand that he's not been great. It's it's a tough one with Teddy because, like, how long do we keep bagging the Roosters? Like, do they ever turn it around? I just don't think there's amazing replacements at fullback only uh, or even center wing to an extent. I mean, Jermaine Sarko is the obvious one, but his draw isn't fantastic for the next couple of weeks until the run home. So Teddy's a one where it's just sort of up in the air a little bit. Um, he's clearly out of form. He's clearly playing some of the worst footy of his career, but what good replacements are there. Uh, no no obvious center wing or fullback really stands out to me. Um, I've also got Billy Smith as a hold just because I don't... Same thing. Unless you're trading him to enough, I don't see anyone at a similar price that's better. Um, I know some people are looking at Richie Kenner, but they have a kind of gross buy schedule and you know, we saw how poor the Souths were on the weekend without Latrell. So not sure if I would be putting a, a heap of stock into Souths. So... Billy Smith's an, an awkward price one. Uh, for the sells, though, yeah, Josh Schuster, Harrison Edwards, um, Sanaria Taruva. I think all these guys can be either downgraded to nuffs and then use the cash to upgrade another one higher or vice versa, upgrade these guys to, to guns. Um, yeah, in that mid-range slot, there's sort of some weird ones. I know there has been a little bit of love on social media for Joseph Swelly. I think he's under 400K, potentially goal-kicking, but it's a case of putting stock into a rooster side who just don't look good at the moment. Yeah, well, you know, they're all going to be punts, aren't they? And, um, you know, for like I said, Pierre Cora looks like he's going to slide into a role and he's 280K. Maybe he's a buy as well as a downgrade if you if you don't want enough as well. But there's um, not a lot to choose from. I think, well, for this part of the year, it's it's terrific to have someone like, you know, um, Pierre Cora at 280 and even having Suali'i. I think he's going back to the wing, isn't he? So yes. that's that's where I reckon he's going to score better points. Absolutely. Let's move into the host recap. Uh, decent week for both of us. We both scored over 1,200, which is nice. Uh, I scored 1,260, which takes me into 588th. Uh, and your rank is on the improve, on the big improve. You were 10K a couple of weeks ago, now, you know, under under seven. And I think you're only going to sort of improve from there. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. I said on my podcast, I'm doing sort of the upseeing. You look at my, when you look at your history, it's a bloody snake, isn't it? So <laughs> I've gone up to like a couple of thousand, then down to 10,000. I claw my way back to 2,000, down to 10,000 again. So as long as I just keep climbing now and I've timed my run, you know, that's, that's what coaches do with their NRL teams. And I do it with my super coach team as well. Most of the time, I'm sort of hovering around here, I reckon. Um, at this sort of stage of the year, I come out of the buy rounds usually with much bigger jumps than I've had this um, round of buys. Um, a few things have gone wrong, but you know, I'll take the, take the green arrows two weeks in a row. I'll take um, under 700, uh, under 7k. I'll take it. 
Yeah, I mean, you're, you're 450 points outside the top 1K. So it's still you know, very close. I mean, you you gain 150 points over the buys. You know, you have a good round 20. There's another 100 points on the field. And straight away, you're, you're within striking distance. So I still think that top 1K dream is um, very much alive and well. As for myself, um, obviously, I'm no chance of winning it. However, we are trying to solidify um, as best rank as possible for you guys that follow me. Um, I play a lot of, I have a lot of side bets with people across fantasy and, and NRL. Um, fantasy, I'm ranked 380th and Zubicoach, I'm ranked 580th. So we're trying to just improve on both of those. For me, yeah, I think the goal for me, Ado, obviously we're not winning it, but we're just trying to have the best rank possible because <laughs> at the end of the day, that's sort of currency for us podcasters, isn't it? We just try and get uh, the best rank possible. So just trying to keep on keeping on. Um, but, you know, I'm involved in... I think about 10 grand worth of cashies. So, yeah, I mean, try and take a few of those out also helps at the end of the year so I don't have to pay as many people back. <laughs> yeah, same. I'm in some cashies. So I, I owe, I owe so I, much I money. Want to do well. I always want to do well in Supercoach overall rank, but if it means, um, you know, winning and, and overruling to win your head-to-head finals and bring, a, you know, your higher roller cashies and yeah. stuff, I don't give a rat's about the rank. I just want to do the best I can. And, I yeah, it is hard when you hedge your bets as a head-to-head player and an overall player. Particularly if you're in oh, cash, two, two different, two, two major different, two like two big different strategies in those. So it's, um, yeah, you have to hedge your bets. I mean, for me, the most important thing is to try and win as many caches as I can, and therefore donate all that money to charity. That's sort of my motto with my cash comps. People know that enter my SE whisper runs. I don't actually buy in for them, um, and I just whatever I win, I just you know pass on to charity. So that's my goal. Um, but yeah, it is always nice to 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 take out a trophy and and have some bragging rights. So. Yeah, uh, let's move into Captain's Challenge because it seems to be a, a common thing uh, and how much they improve. I um, On Twitter, I decided to have a look into my captains a little bit. I don't expect you to have this information off the top of your head because it wasn't part of the run sheet. Um, but I sort of posted my captains from the you know the, every round and I've actually had a captaincy average of 95.5, which I think is... If you can get your captain scoring 95 every week... Um, you'll have a, a really good week. Uh, some highlights are Hines 180 in round four. Um, you know, we had Garrick VC a couple of weeks ago. We had Hines 130 the week before that. And, you know, Hines with another 125 as well. So um, have had some pretty good captaincy weeks. I, I would imagine, like I said, I don't expect you to have the information off the top of your head, um, but I would imagine our teams aren't too dissimilar, but I would imagine our rank is quite separated by um, our captaincy plays. And I think it yeah, just shows I, you. I think that that's it. Yeah, I reckon if you want to look at where your season might not be as shiny as it could have been, uh, I reckon you'll probably find you might have missed a captain or two. Um, and that's probably the difference between you and I because I think I copped a, a 40 in there once and a you know teens another time. And that really sets you back a couple of hundred points. So Yeah, yeah in, uh, interesting, interesting because we're now in round 18. So I've had 17 rounds of captaincy. I've only had two scores under 50, uh, which was Nathan Cleary 32 when he got his injury. And Heinz 40, which would have been looking like about round 10, round 9. I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but Heinz got a 40. So they're my only two um, that are under 50. So it obviously does help. But it also helps when you've got uh, Garrick 170 and, and, and Heinz 180. That obviously you know, does does help the, the old captaincy scores out a little bit. Um, in saying that, though, fresh off a bye, uh, we're not going to debate whether Nico deserves a captaincy shout. But I think the debate, Ado, comes... Do you go against the age-old adage of never captain the first game? Because, fuck, we, we said this a couple of weeks ago. If it looks too good to be true, it usually is. But, man, how can you... 
I don't know what to do. I don't know if I VC him or I just straight captain him because it's not a question of if he earns one of the spots. It's a case of does he get the straight captaincy? Yeah, I mean, when you're talking AEs like Sonny Luke and Ben Murdoch, Masilla, and Mo, Mo Ali, Schuster, if you have not getting rid Is of him. Is the loop worth uh, it? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I'm seriously, this week is the first week where I'm like, um, Am I really want to loop? I looped last week and got 16 or 15 points from Sonny Luca in my loop, which is um, no good. So um, those people who have a really strong squad and don't have these AE nightmares, they can really have a nice lash and a loop if they want. Last week I beat, I did beat um, Aman in our, in the Podmasters. Shout out to a good friend of the show, Aman. Aman, uh, yeah, but he got um, Welsh for 75 he points. He did, I remember. Day. Okay, yeah, it was funny because he was, he was me and him, obviously we chat every day, we're very, very close friends. He um, he was messaging me, he's like, oh, do I do I bench Welch and, and then play X player or do I bench X player and play Welch? And I was like, well, look, Welch is just going to get you 52 points. So no point playing him, and he, he went the other way, and he, he got well seventy points as an AE. It was just mental. Yeah, I know, and I'm getting I'm getting Sunny Luke, so I felt filthy. I felt like a filthy pig, but I still won the head to head. So yeah, um, now if you've got a squad like that, which allows you, I would probably just um give yourself a second lash and go for a VC. But I'm, I reckon I'm probably just going to go the straight C and ignore the age old rule: no Thursday nights. Um, I'd love if it was dry though, but mate, the dragons are. They're so bad. <laughs> so bad. Um, and the Sharks fresh off a bye. Uh, it's yeah, going to be hard to pass up. I think I will also just go straight captaincy. I, I, I don't, don't love it, but yeah, I've got guys. Uh, actually, my, my AEs this week aren't too bad. I mean, if I'm looking at my team quickly as, we, as we're talking about how I've set it up, my lower scoring player will probably be either... Actually, no, Jake Granville's back to the bench. So yeah, I might, um, I might just straight captain. Same, same as you. Uh, but if you don't have Nico or you don't want a straight captain uh, for whatever reason, Sean Johnson, it's very hard to pass up a hot hand of SJ. He is playing some some cracking footy at the moment. Career best footy, me and Supercoach Guns did a collaborative piece in the preseason about SJ and having him having a revival. I'm shitty. I didn't listen to my own advice because I was actually really confident SJ would have a bounce back, but obviously don't, don't didn't follow my own advice. Um, Cam it's been Mun- some hell of a bounce back, hasn't it? Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, okay. So apparently your your audio quality on YouTube is quite poor. Uh, it's coming through my 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 end fine, but uh, yeah. Well, well, fuck. We'll go closer. How about that? I'll take that yeah. after. Um, we've also got Munster off the back of his Caxonitis. Um, Scotty Drinkwater. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I had some pretty harsh stances on Scott Drinkwater earlier the season. I think those stances were true in the first ten rounds, but ever since then he's been unreal. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I'll cut, cut my licks where I where I take him. And if he does get off, Reese Walsh has to be worth a shout. I think he comes back absolutely fire. Mm, maybe you keep his mouth in check and last a few games. Absolutely. Um, let's move into trade talk quickly. And for me, I know you don't love him this week, but I think I am going to bring in Cam Munster. I was bringing him in last week, 
but the news of him being out just sort of led me off it. I don't have any pressing moves for trades this week, but I'm thinking of just going Schuster and Croker out for Jack Howarth. Um, shout out to Jack Howarth, uh, the ultimate super coach, cheapy, and uh, Cam Munster. I just think if we can get the team that we want for the run home, we probably want Cam Munster for the run home uh, with the inconsistencies mm. of Cody Walker. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was grabbing Munster last week after the Origin win, if he was named, because I, I was like, if he backs up, he's on a high. It's it's flip the go switch to the end of the year, Munster. So um, this is the lowest you're probably going to get him at. Um, and it is a tough matchup, but um, I want him. And I wanted him last week. Um, and he'll certainly be somebody I'm interested in this week. Yeah, um, in a perfect world, I would be able to sell um, two pieces and get at least someone like a Pia Cora who looks like he's got a decent enough role or, or even a Suat Lee with the goal kicking him back to the bench. I don't know if I love enough, but I can't afford it. Um, so it could be a Howworth for me as well uh, to, you know, to be able to afford a Munster, but it'll be selling the pieces like that. It'll be Croker and Schuster who are easily sellable. I've got Karaz as well and Billy Smith. So I can sell anyone in there really. And um, getting a premium piece now feels right. Yeah, 100%. Um, let's do some, uh, let's do some, listen to Q and A's before we finish up for the week. First one comes from JES, uh, good time contributor. What are your top five pod players heading into the final rounds of the NRL season? Now I don't have the exact numbers off the top of my head, but as I said earlier, I think guys like Talakai and Ramian, um, are really, really going to thrive. Um, I just think the shark store is, is really good and I'm not too sure what Teague Wilton's percentage is, but like I said, I'm just happy to, to jump on uh, a lot of those. Sharks guys with the draw. Um, Brennan Piacore, obviously 280k. I think he's definitely going to be worth a shout to have in teams. But in terms of your big your big guns, I think a lot of them have solidified themselves and that's why their ownerships are as high as they are. And yeah. That's, and that's I mean, I, I sort of felt a little sad uh, watching Val go around last week, uh, selling him over the origin period. Um, and I think, you know, he looks like a premium, you know, center wing option. But... Um, you know, there's not there's not heaps of sort of, and he's not a pod either. So if you if you're talking pods, you know that's people who owned DWZ last week, and now you can see people are bringing him in this week um, after the big monster score last week. So yeah, like you said, Reese, if he if he um, you know fronts up this week and you know out of that origin period in the fullback position, maybe you want to grab him if he goes on a run. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that there's too many. Uh, and like you said, those Sharks, uh, I reckon, are the ones to target because um, the draw looks good for them. Yeah, 100%. Um, Zigdog says, to pod or antipod for the run home, i.e. paid Haas is 60% owned, whereas AFB is only 18% owned. Now, I think front row forward is not a place that's going to burn you too much, so I think you can probably pod up there. I mean, if Payne Haas gets 65, 70, cool. If your pod gets 60, that means five points. If you want to pot up, you probably pot up in the in the high ceiling plays. Uh, Scott Drinkwater to, to to you know for example, over someone like a Reese Walsh. Um, your center wings, someone like a DWZ or, or another strike weapon like a Sione Katoa, over a Ronaldo Molotalo or over a Alex Johnson to be to you know for for, for that for that instance. Um, I think you pick pick where you pod if that makes sense. Don't pot up. I mean, you can probably pot up in, in front row forward and it's not going to cost you. The pot isn't going to gain you much either. And that's the, the whole entire point of a pot or a player of difference for anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, a player that is low percent ownership. Yeah, well, I've had people bragging to me about their, you know, pod and you're like, well, they're, they're averaging one point more than... Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if you go if you go a pod 
fantastic. But the, the pod has to much, much surpass the, the, the popular player. And for example, AFB, I don't think he's going to surpass Payne Haas by leaps and bounds to make it worth it. Um, so if you're going to pot up, it's risky, but pot up in the high ceiling areas. Uh, the last question is thoughts. Oh, sorry, from E5ZA. Thoughts on having one gun hooker and one gun fullback for the run home and strengthening somewhere in 2RF slash center wing. And I actually really like this. I think it goes hand in hand with what we've said before. Hooker's pretty shit. Apart from Harry Grant, everyone's yeah, pretty shit. hooker it is. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I'd be going one gun fullback. I mean, you can go alternate versions as your second fullback because we've had the main premium guys drop out. Um, but I don't reckon you should. Like, I'm going Harry Grant and Sonny Luke, and I've just sacrificed the second one, and it's an AE nightmare because there's no other hooker I really want. Um, but there's fullbacks I want. You know, even if you grab it at Will Kennedy or one of these guys that can go a big hundred, fullbacks yeah, I can think, score I think big, they, big points. I think they sort of – I don't want to put words in their mouth, but I, I took this as a one good, one gun hooker and one shit one, and then one good fullback and, like, one good gutho, drink water, Walsh, and, yeah. and pair them with a – Asako, Meany, Garrick, these guys yep. that you just rotate in and out. I mean, people who did the old, um, yeah, and people who just jump on these DWZs or they go and weirdly bring in a you know, Coates or whatever and he goes over for four tries, or something. you know, like um, those ones just get on the on the pulse at the right time and that's what you want to do. Sometimes you're just going to take a punt and grab one of these ones, you know, like you said, anyone up against the, the Dragons. So grab yourself a... You know, grab yourself a shark this week and, um, you know, make that pod move uh, in a game where they might have a t- potential to score big ones. Um, this question has just come fresh off the live chat and it's not part of the run sheet, but I think it is important to talk about as bigger, I wouldn't say influencers, I fucking hate that word, bigger supercoach content creators. Jamie Dunlop asks, lads, what are your opinions on sniper teams winning the weekly prize? And yeah, it's it's flawed. I... I understand why it's eligible. Supercoach can present to sponsors, hey, we have 200,000 teams that have entered. Whereas in reality, it's probably close to like 100,000 have actually fucking play the game. I understand from a marketing point why they do it. I think it's ethically poor. I think if you are, I'm not going to say if you're ranked outside of the top certain amount, you should be eligible. But if your account was created after round six because some people do give a month of footy before they want to play and that's fine if your team was made after round six actually no if your team was made inside four weeks of that round then you're not eligible so if your team was made before round 13 you're eligible to to win round 17 prizes if your team was made after round 13 you can't win round 13 prizes that's the way i look at it however i do understand why supercoach do it because they can present to sponsors Hey, we have X amount of teams. I, I get yeah, it. I know, but that's just they want they want fake a fake look that they've got lots of fans. I mean, or lots of subscriptions. You've got these blokes. I look as soon as I see a sniper team. I look at who came second, and there's people who've played every bloody round, you know, and they've m- missed out by a couple of points, and that is that sting. You, you sting if you you're like, well, yeah, I think I'm really I entitled think... to the bloody prize money because I've played every round of this thing and this. Old mate's got his wife's team in and um, scrooged me, you know. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, it is. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, because there and is we, something they get. And we but. sound very hypocritical because uh, across my heart, we both have had, we both made sniper teams over the years. No, <laughs> no genuine super coach can look at themselves in the mirror and say, I have never made a sniper team because we all fucking have. But 
I think the real big controversy came, I think it was in round 16. There was a tie for first and second, or there might have been one point separate. And the guy that came second had been playing since round one. And the guy that played in first had fucking eight players that were 200k on the bench and was a clear sniper team. That's yeah. where I think that's where I think it's it goes. It's 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 yeah, I think that what they get out of it, I reckon they lose the integrity of the product. They lose too much of it. Um, you know, in my view, and it just feels too wrong to a person who's dedicated the people the people who come and pay for gold and then they, you know, get involved in super coach and spend money on it, you know, like because we do, we do, we go into cashies, we put bets on the games of players we've got in our team. We actually grow the game of NRL because of all of our devoted followership. Um, so I just think, you know, it's a, it's a slippery slope. I, if they really want to get all the subscriptions, then put your money where your mouth is though. And when, you know, there's a sniper team that wins and someone's close within 20 points or whatever in second place, then you pay them too. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I mean, it's a, it's a subject, like I said, I, I can see why the Supercoach do it. I think it's a cop-out um, because, yeah, you're presenting to sponsors, hey, we have more players than... So it's, I Poor old Barry wanted to go and get himself an exotic massage with his prize money, but he's lost to lost to Jenny, the wife team, who's just sniped him. I'm also very confused. All the comments are saying you sound like a robot. However, in my ears and with my fucking 15,000, $15, $1,500 mixer, I can't hear a bad thing. So I'm going to have to investigate over the week and work out what's yeah, going oh, on. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, mate. I sound fine to me as well. I recorded my podcast and I've come across fine. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, so if it is poor, no, if it is poor audio quality, I do apologize. Um, we'll do Sorry, tip. Guys. We'll do tips, and we'll get you out of the way. Um, first one is the sharks at a dollar eleven. So for a thousand dollars you put on, you'll win a hundred bucks um, against the dragons. <laughs> I'm going the sharkies, and I'm going them by a lot. Yeah, I am too. I think um, this is one for them to sort of get their back end of season firing, and I think. Um, Nico, Nico, Nico. It's going to go large. The Waz are taking on the the Bunnies at Mount Smart. I'm going to take the Warriors. Yeah, I'm going to take the Warriors too. Can we? Are we going to have a Warriors in the top four? Potentially. Potentially. That would the Warriors be, in the top four. That would be very good. Uh, Penrith, Come season's end. Penrith in Melbourne up against the Panthers. Game of the round? Yeah, game of the round. Uh, I, I reckon the Storm is starting to warm up a little bit. Um, so I'm going to go the Storm. As am I. Uh, the milk up against the Titans in Canberra. Uh, Raiders, uh, yep, they didn't play great. Yeah, I want to go the Raiders. Um, not with any confidence, though. I will also go the Raiders with not much confidence. Uh, the Cowboys up against the Tigers. Now, the Tigers, after putting 60 points on them last time, uh, it's a it's a very different Cowboys side. I'm taking the Cowboys. Yep, me too. The Broncos up against the Finns, the Battle of Brisbane. Um, Reese Walsh or not, I'm going to take the Broncos. Uh I want to go the Broncos, but if there's no Reese Walsh, I'm gonna. I mean, they've lost Jordan, Ricky, and a couple others, haven't they? Lost a few. They've lost a few. Lost a few. Lost. You need like, a couple of broken leg, legs for Hass leg if you if you're gonna go against the Broncos. I'm gonna still tip the Broncos. The Bulldogs up against the Knights. I'm gonna take the Dogs as an upset. Yeah, I want to go the Knights. Fair enough. At least we have something different this week. Something different, yeah. And the last game, Manly up against the Roosters. Manly are the hot pot. Oh, no, I wouldn't say hot pot favourites. So dollar eighty-five. Um, I'm gonna take the Roosters just because no Manly, no Turbo. They do have Jerbo back though. Uh, big inclusion for Jerbo. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go the. I'm gonna go the Manly. I, I think um at home, you know, DCE once you know, with Garrick down in fullback, I think that they look a little better to me. So. Um, I want to tip them. 
Fantastic. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up the Dual Position podcast. If the audio was terrible, I apologize. Sorry, guys. I'll work out how to fix it. Um, however, once again, thank you very much to Game Day Squad, Australia's new footy fantasy footy platform um, to get all your blockchain. Buy, hold, sells, trades. You can make some money. You can buy packs. It's very similar to FIFA Ultimate Team, but for NRL. Um, scoring is very, very similar to NRL Fantasy too. So it's a good gateway and it's 100% free. So support them, support me, support the show. Um, but until then, we will see you all next time. Enjoy. Have fun. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 